The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is BizBuzz with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to shake up the status quo in industry and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you're in the right place. Welcome to Biz Buzz with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Today's buzz, real time. That's a big topic. You want your business to operate in real time? Yes, you've heard about the advantages. You've heard about the great opportunities. But, and here's a big but, have you taken a hard look at what real time really means for your IT systems, for your business processes, and ultimately for your bottom line? Big question today is, are you really ready to deal with real time? I have a panel of four experts who are going to help you figure it out. Let me introduce my first guest. First up on the panel is Dave Holloman, North American Value Realization Leader in the SAP Transformation Center of Expertise for IBM. And he sent me the following quote, Computers get better faster than anything else ever. A child's PlayStation today is more powerful than what? A military supercomputer from 1996. That was a millennium ago. That's a quote from Eric Brynjolfsson, the director at the MIT Center for Digital Business. Dave Holloman, welcome to BizBuzz. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. So talk to me. Who is Eric Brynjolfsson, and what does this have to do? I love the, the comparison of the PlayStation with the military supercomputer. That's actually very scary. Why don't you relate? Why do you choose this quote, and what does this have to do with real-time, Dave? Well, you know, I've been a big fan of Eric for, for years. I think he's been really out in the vanguard in terms of new technology, not only applying new technology, but really trying to earnestly measure the value of that technology, uh, which, you know, of course, is important to what I do day-to-day working with, uh, you know, my clients. And, you know, I think what it has to do with real-time and real-time business, Bonnie, is that I, I think it's a – the reason why I offered the quote uh, to, to you and, and the audience today is that I think it really demonstrates to me that, that the pace of technology today is moving so fast and it's moving faster than the ability of processes and organizations really to absorb them. You know, when you Mm -hmm. take a look at analytics today and social media today, those two things are really flatteners. You know, they, 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 they enable us to reach out indeed in real time to anybody who we need to and collaborate and yet our organizations aren't like that. They're very much the same way. They are structured very much the same way as they were 
back in 1996 even, and uh, as, as Eric, uh, the year that, uh, you know, he had in the quote there. And, and so I think what we find is our computers, while they're operating on Moore's Law, our organizations aren't, and our processes aren't. And, and so, uh, you know, really technology is, is almost moving at a, at a faster speed than our ability to absorb it. And so to really work in real time, uh, what that means is, in, and to get the value out of those real-time collaborations, those real-time linkages, you've got to adapt your organizations and your process to take full advantage of the technology capabilities out there today. Thank you, Dave. Great intro to our topic. I have something to ask you. Uh, you know the quote. I, I know all of our panelists do. Be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you wish for. Just quickly, is that the case with real-time? I don't think it's the case. Of course, there's tremendous possibilities available today. I, I think the reality is, though, oftentimes when you take, when you have the courage, when a company has the courage to take that leap, uh, there's some things that you don't anticipate, and mm-hmm. it, it, it really causes you to uh, ask some questions and really take uh, a, a much more intense look at how. Uh, you're organizing, how you're executing, so that you can really raise the bar in performance. Thank you, Dave. Really good start to our topic, and thanks for indulging my question here. Let's bring on the second panelist in our lineup. Frank Neiman is a principal consultant in software markets at PAC Germany. Frank sent me this quote, The technological foundation for real-time business operations has been available for some time, but... Many businesses haven't taken advantage of this yet. Frank Neiman, welcome. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. Great to be with us panel here. Terrific, and we're glad you're joining you're joining us from Germany today, right? Right. Wonderful, appreciate that. I know it's a little late in the day for you. So, Frank, talk to me about this quote. Yeah, um, it's really true that you do find uh, the technology for real-time. Take the hardware, for instance, uh, on the market. However, many of these businesses out there have not take, taken advantage of it. So there are several certain processes that are real-time enabled. I'm thinking of uh, certain processes within supply chain management and uh, of course, I'm a software guy, so supply mm-hmm. chain management is one of the uh, one of the examples. The other is real-time analytics that we more and more see. However, that does not mean that the whole business, all the processes within a business, are real-time enabled, and that does not have to do only with technology, like like they've said, all the things we have around here, like the processes, the hardware, the speed that comes with in-memory computing and all of that. It's the thing that you need to change the existing technology as well as the change, and you have to change the processes you used to run, the way you operate your processes, the way you, you collaborate, say, with external companies and so forth. So it's a lot of things you have to do. Having said that, of course, we do find real-time somewhere else, and it's all around us. If you think about embedded systems, uh, their real-time computing is, is a common sense. So if you think of a, a, a trigger, a signal trigger, so uh, that an event occurs and uh, um, a system such as a brake system in a car um, needs to react in a strict time constraint so mm-hmm. that a certain uh, process is, is performed, a procedure is performed to, you know, to 
to uh, assure safety and such. Thank you very much, Frank. Also, good start to our topic. And now let's bring on our third panelist, Penny Sylvia, SAP HANA and analytics leader, Global C of C at IBM. She sent me a most fascinating quote from the opening narration, The Six Million Dollar Man, 1974. Boy, does that go way back. Let me re- see if I can give this proper strength here. We can rebuild him. We have the technology better than he was before. Better, stronger, faster. Welcome, Penny Sylvia. How did I do? You did good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Talk to me. All righty. So uh, thank you for uh, the invitation to join your discussion today. I, I actually use that quote frequently in presentations that I deliver, um, although it does show my age, uh, because I find it very analogous to the discussions that I'm having with our clients and with the organizations who use these tools. You really are taking something that has an existing shell, and you're making it better and faster and stronger, and technology enables you to do many things that previously were just unheard of. Penny, do you agree with everything that Dave said about the the technology is, is basically speeding along, but the processes may be lagging? Is that what you're finding with your clients? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the other things I talk to with clients is the the other adage of just because you can doesn't mean you should. And are you really ready for this? Uh, the Ex- technology exactly. is moving at a blinding pace. Exactly our question today, and uh, I appreciate that, Penny. Do you ever, let me just ask a side question here before we bring on our fourth panelist, Dan Lyle from SAP, was waiting patiently to be heard. Uh, Penny, do you ever advise clients, no, stop, put the brakes on, it's not, you're not ready, your company just has too much to do, we need to have a more staged approach, or call me back in a year, do you ever say that? Uh, We actually do. What we try to do is Mm. look at what's in the client's best interest towards achieving their goals. And I I think I liked your statement best of taking it in a phased or staged approach. Uh, There Mm -hmm. are certain foundational things that need to occur before they're ready to move forward with the blinding speed and information that that real-time can bring. Good, good points. Thank you, Penny, for adding that. We always like to have a reality check here because I I didn't mention that our topic today is real-time business breakthrough results, but we want to make sure it's the right kind of breakthrough and not breaking or broken along the way. So thank you, Dan Lyle. I know you're waiting patiently, and you you sent me a couple quotes, but we're going to pick the one from Oliver Wendell Holmes, and here's the quote. I would not give a fig for the simplicity, this side of complexity, but I would give my life for the simplicity on the other side of complexity. I'm all tangled up here, Dan Lau. Could you untangle me, please? And welcome. Hey, thanks, Bonnie. Appreciate it, mm-hmm. and uh, enjoyed listening to the other uh, guests as well. So let me make let me make two opening comments. The first is that real time is here, and we have to deal with it. And and uh, the world's moving to real time. Business is moving to real time. I'll give you two examples of that. I have a home up in Tahoe, and I can adjust my thermostat when I'm an hour away on my ride up to Tahoe, and the house can be nice and warm when I get there. That's real time. Um, Mm -hmm. I can uh, uh, arm or disarm the alarm in the house in real time as well. And then, you know, because real time is here, if my browser on my Google Nexus 7, if it doesn't load in three to four seconds, I'm out. The site can't Mm -hmm. deliver in real time their history, you know. And Mm -hmm. the point about complexity, Bonnie, is that uh, it's increasingly true for business as well. And the problem for business is they can't just start over with all the applications. They have to deal with the amount, massive amounts of complexity that has been built up over time 
to get to simplicity on the other side. So that's kind of the Oliver Wendell uh, Holmes quote that I had. And if you permit me, I'll give you my Citibank example. And um, last summer I was traveling to the Nordics, and I was I was uh, stopping in Heathrow, and I decided to get some breakfast there in Heathrow. And I pulled out my Citibank card, and you know, not being in California, but being in London, I tried to to uh, to pay for my breakfast with my Citibank card, and I was actually. Um, I was actually turned down. I was rejected. I was uh, declined for my Citibank purchase. But immediately I got an email and a text from Citibank saying, hey, we have your email online and your, your, uh, your mobile phone number online. Is this really you trying to make a purchase right now? Mm-hmm. And I answered yes. And just because I'm an IT guy, uh, old IT guy, I said, hey, I'm going to go try and rebuy my meal to see if the system, the complex system that Citibank has built, has actually allowed me to, to, uh, to do that purchase now. I got back in line, bought my breakfast about three minutes later, and I was approved. So compl- oh. uh, simplicity on the other side of complexity with Citibank. Thank you for unraveling that. Uh, yes, it, I knew it wasn't an oxymoron. I knew it was maybe more of a tautology, a uh, Mobius strip just going around from one side to the other. A continuous peer, continuous thought. Thank you, Dan. You know what? I have a very, very tough question. Uh, Mike, we're going to push the break a little bit here. I have a very tough question for my four panelists. I don't know if you're prepared for this, but what are you drinking today? Because BizBuzz with Game Changers is part of our umbrella series, Coffee Break with Game Changers, as most of you may know. So I need to know where are you calling from today and tell me a fascinating but quick coffee tea water juice milk soda anything beverage story dave holloman ibm you're up first what are you drinking oh gosh thanks bonnie you know i am already done with uh you know my four cups of coffee for the for the day which is a routine <laughs> especially these days uh the the, the hot coffee is a, is really really appropriate because it's about two degrees where i'm calling in from from uh from from really very very chilly Chicago, uh, you know when I think about what's in my cup, uh, Bonnie, I, I actually you know I think about what's in my fridge, and it's really interesting. You know, uh, compared to a few years ago, my fridge is a lot more local than it used to be. Uh, we've got uh, actually chocolate milk from the local dairy here in Chicago mm. over Weiss. We've got uh, craft beer from one of the microbrewers in town, and yet at the same time. You know, we've got uh, customized, kind of tailored uh, tea from direct from China. So it's also kind of highly individualized as well. So, you know, kind of interesting, uh, when, when I thought about your question, I started to think about uh, how local my drinks are these days mm-hmm. and yet how, you know, how, how specific they are. It kind of speaks to, I think, what we're, what we're talking about today in terms of real, real-time business and how customized and specific things are becoming these days. Thank you, Dave. Great perspective. By the way, are you drinking that local chocolate milk, and are you warming it up, I hope? (laughs) Everything's warm these days, Bonnie, in Chicago. (laughs) Good, good. I'm glad. You're talking to a New York girl here, and I won't tell you what's... It's sunny today, but we just had more snow last night. Let's not go there. Frank Neiman. Frank Neiman's calling in from Germany. Frank, what are you drinking, and what time of the day it is right now? Yeah, that's a good question. It's uh, it's uh, 7.20 p.m. right now here in Munich, Germany. And you know what? I'm drinking water. <laughs> I'm through with coffee for the day. But uh, talking about drinks and local drinks, um, there, is, um, there is a farm with a brewery 
um, inside, um, not too far away from where I live. And I love to go there by bike in summer, of course, mm. and have one of these these beers. These, this is a kind of beer like it was brewed a hundred years ago or so. So it was, you know, very original. You can only have it there. You can buy it somewhere in a supermarket or so, and uh, you can have it bottled, but then you need to have finished it uh, within two weeks. And that's simply ah. a great thing. So it's very small company, very local, but it's a fantastic beer. So whenever any one of you come to, to my place, uh, let me know. I can tell you where to find it. And Frank, drop the name. What's the name of the beer? We'd like to know. Oh, uh, the beer is uh, brewed uh, in a in a town that's called Hergetswiesen. <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> to spell this. This is very Bavarian, and uh, but uh, it's uh, it's a very small village, and uh, actually the only attraction is this farm. But it's it's a, it's a fantastic beer. <laughs> Interesting. Email us, please, because I know Tom Flanagan is listening. He's going to tweet something about that. We want to give them a proper plug. Penny, Sylvia, I just changed the subject to can you top that? No, seriously, what's in your cup today, Penny? <laughs> well, uh, whereas compared to the rest of the group, I'm relatively boring. Uh, I'm attached to the hip to Diet Pepsi uh, as my beverage of choice uh, during working hours, of course. Uh, Cold? Do you today... like it? Cold or yeah. room temperature? Cold? Pardon? Cold or room temperature? You free, you ice it? Oh, I have to. Have to have to have it cold. Yeah. Good. Yes. Good. I'm glad. Okay. Yes. Good, Penny. And Dan Lyle, I know you have a, a quick story for us. What are you drinking, Dan? Well, I think Penny was referencing the fact that she may like uh, rum and coke there, but I'm not sure. But we'll we'll see. <laughs> but uh, only during off hours. So so uh, this being a real time uh, real time show, I am I'm actually drinking. Uh, some coffee that I actually brew the the green beans myself. Sorry, I roast the green beans myself, yes. and I'm drinking Kenya Yergachev that I roasted yesterday. And it turns out if you can if you can um, drink the coffee maybe four or five days uh, from when you roast it, that's the best. So that's real time coffee. Wow, good stories, more than I even imagined. I want to make sure Tom captures all of this. Guess what? You're listening to Biz Buzz with Game Changers, presented by SAP. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and I'm being regaled by stories and great information. Our topic today is real-time business breakthrough results. Should you? Shouldn't you? Are you ready? Do you going to get more than you asked for? Well, my panel is going to help you figure that out. I'm speaking today with Dave Holloman at IBM, Frank Neiman at PAC, Penny Sylvia also at IBM, and Dan Lyle from SAP. Don't even think of touching that dial, that mouse, that app. However you're listening to us, we'll be right back after the break. And guess what? It's a marathon. We're going to have almost a 30-minute roundtable straight through amazing things are going to happen so you don't want to miss this we'll be right back mike out comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Business models have a short shelf life. Today's reality, given shifting technologies, real-time information, and collaboration across time zones, 
competitive advantage increasingly resides in speed to market and in the cloud. The bottom line? Technology cycles will continue to shorten, making business planning cycles less realistic and strategies less tenable. You need to become a savvy innovator who looks ahead to the next technology trend and its applications to tomorrow's business and industry strategy. BizBuzz with Game Changers is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Biz Buzz with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Biz Buzz with Game Changers. Welcome back. We're talking today about real-time business breakthrough results. Are you ready? Do you even know what it means? First up in this roundtable, and this will be a marathon of almost a half hour, I'm going to speak with Dave Holloman from IBM. And, of course, he's going to be joined by the voices of Frank Neiman at PAC, Penny Sylvia, IBM, and Dan Lallet, SAP. We're going to kick off this segment, Dave Holloman, with the topic you call the extended enterprise. Let me just read a note here. You say the last 20 years or so, starting in the early 90s, most of the capital expenditures companies invested in were in optimizing assets within the four walls of the company. I'm going to stop there. Let's spell it out. Dave Holloman, get us started, please. Well, Bonnie, when I, when I shared that with you, I guess I shared a perspective when I thought about real-time business that really real-time business means moving outside of the four walls of, of, of the enterprise. And I think, uh, you know, as you mentioned there in your, your opening line, uh, the last phase of, of all the technology investment in the last 15 years, a lot of that, the majority of that has been focused on optimizing those assets internally. And I think what we're finding now as the, as the speed of business picks up, uh, then the, the technology uh, expenditures investment focused is moving outside the wall. And, uh, and when you look at productivity these days, in fact, it now kind of, it's, it's, it's not optimized, of course, but it's made dramatic gains in the last 10 or 15 years. But when you move outside of those walls, when, for instance, um, Penny mentioned Pepsi earlier, when they go into a store, they're largely stocking that shelf, they're largely loading that truck in the same way that they've done the last 20, 25 years. Pepsi may beg to differ with me, but uh, it's moving outside those four walls. It's it's the ability, as Amazon recently announced the other week, that they're going to predict what you, Bonnie, and I order before mm-hmm. we order it. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's where the battleground is today around real-time business. Thank you. And we mentioned the word speed a couple of times. Frank, I'm going to get you to level set for us. And of course, I want everybody to chime in. The question is, what does real time mean? I know we've been bandying the phrase around, but Frank, you have an interesting definition about fast and short response time. Frank Neiman, PAC, let, let's do this right now. What does real time mean, actually? And then Penny and Dan, I want you to chime in, please. Yeah, uh, so there, there, I think, think there's such a firm agreement on what real-time really is right now. It seems that it is uh, a synonym for being very fast, a short response, a short response time of, of say, an IT system. 
but uh, actually where it comes from is it's a response within a strict time constraint, so a guaranteed response within, say, a millisecond or so. And okay. I think that still ha does not have changed. It does not mean that real time is micro or milliseconds, but it does mean that when a, an event occurs, there's a guaranteed reaction. I make a Example from, from business, if there's an order entry into a system, you may see uh, uh, certain actions uh, uh, taking place. Uh, so certain systems may be triggered, but this doesn't not take, um, say, uh, a, a few minutes or even a day with batch loads in between, but it just happens within a certain uh, period of time, say one or two seconds, and then the result is there or the answer or whatever. So a very uh, strict uh, time, time constraint uh, and a re very defined process. We see it here and then in business already, and I think uh, this, uh, this is going to be become uh, more and more relevant to businesses. Thank you. Penny, Sylvia, I'm going to ask you, real time, right time, fast, what is it? Guaranteed? Uh well, um, it's, I think there's different perceptions of what real-time is. Um, if yes. you ask our clients, real-time is instant, so that if an order is entered into the system, it instantly immediately on an updated P&L or uh, revenue statement if they go to that report and hit refresh. Uh, for years, I challenged clients on the necessity of real-time, absolute real-time, for their business processes that they weren't ready for it. And to me... Real-time is an example of it's the last 30 seconds of an eBay auction and your current high bidder, and you are constantly <laughs> hitting refresh to make sure yes. you stay the high bidder. That, yes. to me, is absolute real-time, something in which you can react instantly. Very well put. And so not only in which you can react, but you can have the desired outcome. That's what we're looking for. Is It's, it's a make or break, do or die, OMG, I'm going to get it or I'm not. There's no forgiving on those live auctions. Great example, Penny. Dan Lau, fast? Yes, yes. so, so um, two comments on based on what Dave said. I think using that Pepsi example is really interesting. Not only internal, but it has to be exposed uh, to almost the B to B to C now. And, in fact, uh, SAP is working with uh, both Pepsi and Coke on, in real time, tracking what's going on in their vending machines across uh, different geographies. So uh, not only to track what, what beverages are being sold day to day in the, uh, in the machine, but we're actually tracking now uh, if it's out of stock, send somebody over there today to restock mm -hmm. it. If you have three times that it rejected a dollar bill because uh, the, the different machine parts weren't working, in real time, go send a technician out to fix that. You know, and that gives a better consumer uh, experience on that. And then on the definition of real time, you know, sure, for machine code or machine applications, M2M applications, it could be sub-second in uh, customers we've got on Wall Street. It's actually down to nanoseconds for making decisions on mm -hmm. algorithms. But for uh, certain uh, um, industries, certain applications, real time may not be necessarily uh, milliseconds or nanoseconds or seconds. Uh, we have one one uh, customer in uh, in Japan that is helping genomic sequencing go from 30 days down to 20 minutes. And if you wow. look at cancer uh, therapies, boy, it's 
pretty awful to have a cancer diagnosis and not know what your specific uh, range of therapies ought to be uh, for 30 days out. Well, now we're helping customers get that in 20 minutes. So you have the, the, the gene therapy, you wait 20 minutes in the doctor's office, they can then come out and give you uh, a, a, a much more targeted cancer therapy. To me, 20 minutes, that's real time if I'm in that situation. Absolutely. Penny, Sylvia, thoughts on, on uh, Dan's, Dan's discussion? And also, Penny, I want you to talk about monetizing the speed because it, basically it comes down to the bottom line of so what? What does it mean to me? What does it mean to my business? Why should I bother other than, wow, you've made a lot of people happy, which is very important, as, as Dan just mentioned. But also time is money. So, Penny, want to pick this up for me? Yeah, absolutely. And that's really where I was pushing back and where I continue to push back on clients that yes. the technology exists that allow them to get access to information in what would normally uh, be considered blinding speed or would have historically been considered blinding speed. But you have to be able to react to it in a timely enough manner. If, you know, is your organization ready for this? So the monetizing of it means are you going to be able to turn that speed and that access to information into better, different business decisions that will drive value? Will it change how you do something? Will it change who you sell to or what you sell or how you manage your supply chain? You have to put a dollars and cents value around this. Otherwise, it's simply cool. And Mm -hmm. cool doesn't count on a balance sheet or to corporate investors. Very well put. Dan Holloman, also IBM. Any thoughts you want to add to Penny's comment about what really matters? Well, Penny's absolutely right, right? Of course, right? If it doesn't hit the income statement or the balance sheet, it's uh, it, it's not going to get through the hurdles that uh, we all have to jump through in order to implement new kinds of innovative technology that Dan spoke about. And, uh, and, and that means in today's world, as you move into – uh, if you're a manufacturer and move into the store or you start to establish that B2B to C framework that Dan mentioned, that uh, you've got to measure it in new ways. Uh, you know, it's not enough these days to just look at your inventory balance in your own warehouse. You've got to look at is the product on the shelf uh, in the store of your retailer customer. Uh, is the If you're a medical device manufacturer, is the usage of the product with the inpatient beyond your physician customer appropriate? And what does that inform you around how you make new products? There's all kinds of new measures emerging now as we move into this real-time business and move our information architecture outside the four walls of our company. Thank you very much. Frank Neiman, I know you dialed back in. Appreciate that. Frank, I want to move this a little bit, move the needle on the topic a little bit. We've talked about the definition of what is fast, what is real time. We've said that sometimes the processes can't keep up. Maybe they're legacy systems. They can't keep up with this unbelievable opportunity for speed. We talked with Penny about monetizing that speed. Now I want to talk about what actually has to happen. Let's look, as as, uh, we're just talking with um, Dave, about inside the four walls, if I may, Dave. Uh, Frank, what has to happen inside the company to enable the systems in IT specifically to make real-time business possible? Is it an integration question? Is it a, a business leadership question? What has to come together? to give a company think, the opportunity to do it. Frank? Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's a couple of things. So one thing is pure technology. So 
systems that are in place in, in, in many companies were not built for real-time. So mm -hmm. you find, uh, say, a batch-oriented systems that load data warehouses during the night. You have uh, outdated systems that are not very uh, linked very well. The other thing, of course, is data quality. It's a very old problem. However, it still occurs. When, when it comes to real-time, you need to know which objects talk together and do they have the same semantics. So there's a, this is the technology part. The other thing is, um, if you have workflows enabled, are they real-time enabled? What happens if an event occurs? Are you able to route uh, in a, an event through such a uh, workflow? And um, this also means that you have a different set of systems that are interlinked to uh, to support a certain process. So it does not, it, it isn't enough to just enable one of these systems for real time. If the system has to wait for another system to do something to mm -hmm. to uh, uh, send back uh, the result of, of a calculation or something like that, uh, you, nothing is won. You you may speed up a certain part of the process, but not the whole process. So it's it's a rearchitecturing to a certain extent, but in addition, it's also um, rearchitecturing of the processes, as I said, which means that you have a kind of a business transformation. You simply not not just speed up what you have, but you make things differently to to make it make it real time. So it's a philosophy of, of the processes and how you govern, how you run these processes, not just the you know the speed factor. Thank you, Frank. It reminds me of a relay race, having watched uh, watched the opening ceremony of the Olympics and watching that torch get passed from person to person in what looked like split-second timing. I want to introduce two new words here. I want Dan to come in and then Penny and Dave and Frank chime in. The words are, number one is reimagination. Number two is simplification. I'm looking at what IT has to do following on the comments that Frank Neiman at PAC just said. Uh, Dan, you want to take us through your definition yeah, I, of reimagination? I really want to jump on that one. I think Frank is Please. exactly right, is we can't just bolt on new applications into this process mix and expect batch processes to go from one app to another app to another app. He talked about re-architecting. I think that's a good word. You know, I, I, I think it, it, we almost have to use the word reimagining. We also mm -hmm. almost have to go out of our comfort zone on how we've built IT systems and think about reimagining re and re-simplifying the IT infrastructure and, and these business processes uh, that we've built up over time. In fact, uh, one bank CAO told me last year that the biggest problem he had was that he had 100 successful IT projects and applications. And now his problem was he had to stitch them together because he didn't design them all to work together. And so as we move to, to real time, we're going to have to really think about how we simplify and, 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 and pull these business processes and these IT infrastructures together that will allow us not only to, to build a new architecture for the future, but be able to add extended applications that will be integrated and real-time and seamless. So we've got to get past the IT project one-offs, and our, our, our real-time projects have to be a reimagining of this re-architecting and then kind of a Lego approach to build up new real-time maps over time. I don't know where the cloud plays in this, but, but I think there's an architectural place here for the cloud to play uh, for some of that. But um, I'll leave it to the other panelists to think on that one as well. Penny? 
Yeah, I, I, I very much agree with all of that. Um, you know, the cloud is certainly not my area of expertise on that, but it does add another layer to what is possible. Um, but I 100% agree with the, the, the concept and approach of you have to now stitch all these applications together. Of, uh, the silo development is not going to get these organizations where they want to be. And I actually thought when you said there were, you know, 100 successful projects and now his problem was how do I how do I replicate that this coming year? Um, you know, success breeds more goals of success. But when you really do look at this, it's, it is absolutely how do all these things come together? And how do you design a comprehensive solution so that the technology enables the business capabilities and the business value that you're looking to achieve rather than looking for technology to solve the problem? Uh, you know, in many ways, and that's very much what I bump up against with the real-time conversation, is the technology's there. But that's, mm-hmm. that's no longer even an issue. But the paradigm that has to change is how the business operates and who makes decisions and who needs to be involved in making decisions and how quickly these things need to occur. You know, what is, what's the good of having information in real-time if it still takes you two days to make a decision on how to react to it? That's right. We need people to think in real time. Who wants to take up that challenge Benny yeah. just posed? Very well, good and, point. And Bonnie, let me just add the point, I think. I mean, I, I absolutely agree with, with everything that, that Dan said around reimagining and, and, and Penny said, of course, around the business keeping pace. I, at, at the same time, I, I guess what I would offer to this conversation is that businesses have to pick their spots. Um, and if they go down each of their process areas and want to do it their own unique way, they're going to w- waste a lot of time, resource, and money in doing so. They've got to really pick their spots. Uh, do they want to be distinctive in the market around customer connection and intimacy? Do they want to lead in product leadership? Do they want to be the cost leader? And that's going to lead them through a series of decisions around where they want to focus and where they want to be different and where they want to put their dollars and their investment and their people's attention to. Good point. Uh, who wants to pick this up? Frank? I um I, I like the the, uh, the term customers here because I think lots of the things that are going to happen in real time is about customers. So, um, everyone is talking about um, improving customer loyalty, and I think with all the customer data that is, is available within the four walls of a company, but also outside of these companies, it's very much about improving improving the customer intimacy and customer loyalty. And I think uh, this is where real-time um, interaction, if you will, real-time recommendation, optimization of prices can play an important role. And maybe this is also a good starting point to start uh, a real-time initiative without ripping and replacing everything what you have, uh, because it may not make sense to start, you know, a very broad broad approach to, to change all the IT. But within this area of, say, marketing-driven or sales-driven processes towards the customers, this is uh, maybe a good starting point for real time. Very good. Dave Holliman, I want to hear from you. What do you think? Well, I, I think that's absolutely right, Bonnie, right? And it, and it just goes back to where do companies want to be different? How do they want to change their operations and let that drive the technology investments they make? It sounds, you know, frankly, as I say it, it sounds almost a little cliche, a little trite, but uh, 
you know, it, it's funny how oftentimes as technologists and, our, and, and as the clients we work with and the customers we have, we sometimes forget those first principles. And when you talk about real-time business and some of these revolutionizing things that are coming down the pike, in-memory technology, that speed that provides the speed and, and the fuel you need for real-time business, the external connection points, you're talking about the need to prioritize and focus around where you really need to be different in the marketplace. Thank Can I you. jump on that one, Bonnie, as well? Please this do. is Dan, and, and uh, Please, Dan. I, I, I agree with, with uh, both my colleagues here. And just give, let me give you a real-life example. So, the, um, uh, you know, I've got this as a tagline, real-time is not banned in Boston. And w- what mm-hmm. they did is they took a number of applications and they actually uh, reimagined the applications, how they were going to deliver better uh, departmental service and as well deliver real-time service to their constituents. So they ended up using SAP HANA. Dave mentioned the, the in-memory capabilities of that. Penny mentioned that a lot of the technologies is here. SAP HANA is the in-memory application and data management platform from SAP. But they built a new application that is delivered both on iPad, on on desktops, on smartphones, and it's delivered to both city employees and citizens. So now a resident of Boston can actually use their tablet, use their smartphone. If they see a pothole, they can take a picture of the pothole, register that as a problem. They can file building permit claims online. And they can check their status and progress in real time, not between 9 and 5 and have to wait for half an hour on the phone and that then get maybe not the best customer service person. They can actually check the progress in real time on their smartphone. And they're also using HANA to predict crime and deploy peace officers in, in real time. And, and they've been able to achieve a 55% reduction in crime in the first year of operations. And the, the building permit application, just that one, has reduced the number of overdue building permits from over 600 to less than 10. So that, that gives uh, not only the city departments uh, a big win, it also gives the, gives the consumers of Boston a big win, and that's all uh, enabled by HANA in real time. Very, very important. We were talking with Penny about monetizing the speed, but another version of monetization, Penny, to me, is, is making somebody happy, giving a benefit to your end user, your customer, your citizens, your government processes. Penny, you want to talk about that? It's not, it's bottom line can be interpreted in terms of benefits and life improvement, lifestyle improvement, community improvement. Penny? Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's a very true thing, and, and value is measured in different people and different uh, constituencies by by different factors. It's not always dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as you're looking at real time, it is very much that ability to react as you see something, to gain information as you need it. Uh, you know, the, the balance question or the quality of life question is is another key factor of, you know, how much now can we help our employees and our staff members get certain amount of work done in reasonable hours instead of having to log in from home. Uh, you know, I live in the analytics space in many ways, and I can't tell you the number of clients that I've worked with over the years who would have to spend hours on weekends manually rekeying or linking together different reports from different systems into an access database or manually feeding it into Excel sheets that got fed into another database in order to have the reports available for Monday morning with the backup that they required. 
with these types of systems now, you can automate so much of that uh, and give a quality of life back to people. You know, give that level of balance from a business perspective. You know, it really depends who the consumer is and, and what the use case is of the information and how it's deployed. You know, as I said, value is measured in many different ways. Some is very financial and some is time. You know, time is money. Uh, the time that I don't have to spend doing something is hugely valuable to me. It allows me to focus on more uh, engaging activities, more creative activities, more things that uh, I find challenging in my work, perhaps, rather than mundane activities. Thank you, Penny. Bonnie, you introduced the customer in here, which I thought was really interesting in terms Mm -hmm. of how you how you think about real time and what that means to you and it and and it thought i thought of an example that perhaps might be of benefit to your listeners and in fact would encourage them to go out and and uh, go on google and google uh the virtual grocery store it's a fascinating story around an innovation happening that started in south korea about two years ago Uh, the tesco uh banner uh, in South Korea was trying to go through and figure out ways that they could grow share, their market share in that market. And instead of building more stores, at least brick-and-mortar stores, mm-hmm. they actually built virtual stores. Uh, they, they went into the subways of Seoul, and they put, in, they, they put up these big sheets that almost look like grocery shelves. And then if you're a busy professional in Seoul riding the subways, that's how you commute to and from uh, between your house and work, you had an app that you could download on your phone, and if you wanted milk in the morning sitting there on the platform doing nothing, you could click on one of those shelves, and it would be at your doorstep when you come home that evening from work. That's really, it. really interesting. And, in fact, we've seen this concept now kind of moving around the world. It's now in the subways of Shanghai, Walmart's joint venture in place there. Tesco actually just put it into Heathrow. Uh, airport, uh, so folks getting off their plane could order uh, dinner after they come back from vacation or their flight or whatnot. Really, really interesting application that uh, kind of demonstrates, uh, you know, some of what we're talking about here, viewing uh, real time within the eyes of, of the customer and what the customer values. I love it, and that, that's a perfect segue from what Penny was just mentioning. Penny, Sylvia, also at IBM. Penny, you were talking about having time. One of the benefits of real time and the breakthrough results we're talking about on today's show is having time for more creative things. Well, it sounds like the people in Seoul in this grocery system were being creative. They did have the bandwidth and the time to pass along their creativity to the customer who then would have more time to do something of their own that's more engaging and creative after work hours rather than going back to the grocery store. Good points. Um, Frank Neiman, let's get you in on this. Any examples you want to share? I don't want to put you on the spot, but we'd love to talk a little bit more. We've got two minutes left to this segment. Frank, anything? Thoughts? Yes, I would like to add another customer example here. I talked yes, to, please. to CIO the other day about, you know, uh, real-time analytics and in memory. And he said, you know what? I don't know how to improve my internal ERP system with with anything of these new technologies because I have good response times. But if I can use real-time analytics on my customer portal so that my B2B customers can log in and do their own analytics or self-service analytics for the customers, that would be a benefit to them because I don't get so many calls about the things they want to know so they can use it on their own and they can get their questions answered by simply 
drilling down into their own data, if you will, uh, with the help of a real-time uh, analytics system. That, that was amazing to me because that guy was in IT, but he was thinking about improving customer services, and, and that was a good story, I think. Very, very good story. And you know what? I have a good story. I'm going to give you all a break for about a minute and a half. You've been working really hard here. I'm going to go out to break with a quote that Dan Lau reminded me of before the show. It's a Lewis Carroll quote from Alice in Wonderland. Alice said, how long is forever? And the white rabbit replied, sometimes just one second. Well, we're going to take a few of those one seconds and take a break before we come back with the crystal ball segment here on Biz Buzz with Game Changers. Our topic today, real-time business breakthrough results. It happens to be a huge topic, and that's why I have four very smart people on the panel with me today. Dave Holliman from IBM, Frank Neiman from PAC Germany, Penny Sylvia also from IBM, and Dan Lyle, SAP. I'm still Bonnie D. Graham, and I plan to be on the other side of the break. Don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. Coming back, crystal ball. If we had this conversation five years from today, that means February 2019th, what would we be talking about? We'll be right back. Mike out. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Business models have a short shelf life. Today's reality, given shifting technologies, real-time information, and collaboration across time zones, competitive advantage increasingly resides in speed to market and in the cloud. The bottom line? Technology cycles will continue to shorten, making business planning cycles less realistic and strategies less tenable. You need to become a savvy innovator who looks ahead to the next technology trend and its applications to tomorrow's business and industry strategy. BizBuzz with Game Changers is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to Biz Buzz with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Biz Buzz with Game Changers. Welcome back for our crystal ball round, the closing of this show on real-time business breakthrough results. First up, for predictions, I'm going to ask my panelists if we had this conversation five years from today in 2019, would we be having this conversation and what would we say? Dave Holloman, IBM, you're up first. Go. Bonnie, in five years, you know, I think we're actually going to be having a different conversation and it's going to be about... Uh, really a new era of collaboration and creativity because we're all going to be establishing all of these individual connections with data, and that's going to free us up to be and practice unparalleled creativity, and that's what I see us discussing in five years' time. And, Dave, one quick question. Will we still calling it? Will we be calling it real-time business, or will it have something different or catchy, or will we call it RTB? You know how everybody loves, loves initials and acronyms. What will we be calling it? 
Yeah, well, I think we'll be calling it, you know, a, a new era of collaboration and creativity because real-time business and, and outside of whatever organization you're affiliated with will, will be the new baseline. It'll be the new reality that we'll all presume. Thank you very much. Frank Neiman, PAC. I didn't mention that's Pierre Audouin Consultants in Germany. Frank Neiman, predictions. Go. Yes, I think that, you know, real-time technology will be much more common within within five years. But the, the real crucial question is how can business and IT align to, to take advantage of real-time? And I'm wondering if, if this is going to happen. As I said, this is, has much more to do than just with technology. It's also about, you know, how these two two areas, IT and business, come together to talk about real-time, realize real-time and such. Thank you very much. Good prediction. Penny Sylvia, IBM, five years from today. What would you be talking about, Penny? I think in many ways some aspects of this conversation may still be had, um, but the conversation will be shifted to those who've chosen not to move forward or who are the the laggards in this uh, technological advancement and what competitive advantage has that cost and then how do they address that? What do you think it would take to motivate them to move the needle on that dial over to the real-time side, Penny, quickly? Oh, I think there's just some organizations that are fundamentally uh, slow to adopt new technologies, and there are many that it's just going to take too big of a business shift in how they shift who and how responsibilities or decisions can be made. Thank you very much. And let's close up the predictions round with Dan Lowell at SAP. What do you see, Dan? I'll give you one minute. Okay, so I might be a little bit more provocative, but I actually think that uh, real-time is going to be table stakes in five years. Uh, pretty much the companies that aren't addressing it in five years are going to either be in trouble or out of business. And I think, uh, as David talked about, it's really going to be taking the real-time information, uh, re- uh, imagining new applications and new collaborations that people can do. And then if I pull us back to what companies ought to do now is they ought to get a project. If they're not on real time, they've got to get started. And they've got to get started with a, with a view that it builds on something that they already have, reimagine it, and, and uh, get it to real time to achieve those benefits. Thank you very much, Dan Law. Guess what? I have my own predictions coming up. You know the drill. Coffee break with Game Changers, Wednesdays, 8 a.m. Pacific. All kinds of new topics every week. You want to tune in? We're still doing a lot of prediction series. Very smart people sharing predictions on cloud and what's coming up in technology the rest of this year. We also have on Thursday, Startup Focus with Game Changers. We talk to startups. Those serial entrepreneurs who are hitting the ground running dealing with selling, servicing the uh, the enterprises of the world and coming out of the gate, kicking and screaming with great tech innovations. We're going to be talking to them Thursdays, 1 p.m. Pacific. Tuesdays, of course, right here on Biz Buzz with Game Changers. A lot more coming. We have a couple of new series starting in March. We're going to start a brand new series called The Future of Business with Game Changers. Also, rumor has it we'll be renewing our series from last year, HR Trends with Game Changers. And not to be left out of the party, we're going to be renewing the series by Financial Excellence with Game Changers, all about GRC and financial transformation. Yes, we're busy here on Game Changers Radio. I want to do a thank you to Dave Holloman at IBM, Frank Neiman at PAC, Penny Sylvia at IBM, and Dan Lyle at SAP. Shout-outs to Susan Walker, Tom Flanagan, Brad, and the Business Channel team, and Mike, of course, at World Talk Radio. And here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Bonnie D. Graham signing off for another edition of Biz Buzz with Game Changers presented by SAP. Bye-bye. 
Thanks again for tuning in to Biz Buzz with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run business is run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again next Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.